Welcome to the Nino's Corner Podcast. This is beautiful. What is that, Velvet? Hosted by Nick, Nino's Corner Battle. Damn right. Nino's Corner. It's not just a website. It's not just a podcast. It's a brand and a movement. Go to ninoscorner.com, N-I-N-O-S corner.com to get the latest products from Nino. Go to the book section to find Nino's three number one best-selling books, Can You Love Me? A Memoir, A Tribute, Battles Blueprint, Five Self-Battles to Defeat for Success, and My Wonderful Life and Adoption Story. If you need merchandise, we had that for you too. Our custom Do You Signature Series shirts and other apparel were sure to please. Again, visit www.ninoscorner.com, N-I-N-O-S corner.com for more information. What's up, peeps? Nick Battle, a.k.a. Nino's Corner, man. Today, we are going to talk about the Texas versus West Virginia game that happened at DKR this past Saturday. So, you guys know I have my own custom number, guys. I call it the Nino's Corner number, a.k.a. the NCN. I have it for the offense and I have it for the defensive side of the ball. So, when you hear me say NCN offense, that's Nino's Corner number offense. NCN defense is Nino's Corner number defense. So, let's dig into everything. First off, guys, Texas won the game. 17-13 17-13 against West Virginia. Good win for the uh, the uh, Longhorns. You know, they move on to get their fifth win of the season, so they're currently 5-2. and two. They have an opportunity to beat Kansas in, in two weeks and then follow it up with uh, beating uh, was Iowa State and then Kansas State to end the season. They can finish off and win the last three games. Texas will be 8-2 and two for the season, which would be amazing, but we got to take this at one game at a time. All right, so what happened during this game, guys? First of all, Bijan Robinson, true freshman running back from Arizona, five-star recruit, number one running back in the country, uh, started the game off, had an amazing first carry for over 50 yards. Um, Texas ended up scoring on that drive. Um, and, and also what Bijan did was on the last drive of the game to seal the game, he had a 35-yard catch or 34-yard catch to seal the game and secure the win for the Longhorns. Bijan is steadily and in, 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 you know increasing in his reps. He's steadily increasing in, in his production. He's becoming more efficient and more, and more effective. Kind of reminds you back in the day when Cedric Benson, rest in peace, was here in the team. His freshman year when Mac kind of finally played him after that, the OU game when we got, like, blown out and we had something going kudos to the team for realizing that Bijan probably is our best back in the team right now I understand that some of the other backs are you know have some injury issues but it is what it is Bijan is definitely doing his thing uh you know minor fumble issues but you know you can definitely clean it up but let's dig into the stats guys first of all Sam Ellinger he has to play better he got outplayed uh by the West Virginia quarterback, was it Jared Doak? You know, so Sam was only successful, guys, on like 31% of his pass plays. Doak was successful like on 45% of his pass plays. The NCAA average, um, you know, as far as rate of being successful on offensive plays is 40%. Like I said, Sam was average on – I mean, he was he was below average, 31%, compared to Doak, who was 45%. Also, guys, 
Texas only had 66 total offensive plays this game, which is like very low for a Big 12 game. Texas slowed the game down. They ran the ball a lot better. Um, but the offense as a whole wasn't as successful either. I think the offense only had a success rating of 34%, meaning that they were only successful on a third of their plays. Uh, hence why the game basically only had 17 points to win the game. Um, you know, so West Virginia was only successful in about 36, 37% of their plays also. So, you know, it wasn't, uh, uh, you know, an offensive juggernaut game that we're used to seeing in the big 12. Both teams play some really good defense. Um, both teams, uh, you know, the the quarterbacks didn't do what we thought they were going to do. I actually think West Virginia's quarterback outperformed Sam. I think he did more than what I was expecting. But Sam severely underperformed his game. Um, you know, in, in saying that, guys, he did use his feet pretty well, ran the ball pretty well, did some things with his feet. But as far as passing the ball, uh, he, he, it just wasn't the best. Now, mind you, he did have two plays where Brennan Eagles uh, missed the ball and is, you know, the – the sun was in his eyes, didn't even see the ball. The next play, Tariq Black, Sam threw it, perfect pass, hit him in the chest. He dropped the ball. If he'd have caught that, he was in for a touchdown. But, you know, it is what it is. It didn't happen. Uh, those were plays that I know that the Texas offense wishes they could get back, but they can't. Uh, but in saying all that, there were plenty of plays to be had out there, and they just weren't got. Like I said, guys. Uh, the Texas offense was not that successful as, as a success rate. However, for the NCN offense, um, they did uh, register a 61-point NCN offense. The average is 40, uh, meaning that they were pretty effective there with the sense that they ran the ball very well. Bijan Robinson, um, yeah, first 100-yard game for a running back in you know for Texas in a while, if I'm not mistaken, since Deontay Foreman. Um, he he played very well. He still hasn't had his first touchdown yet of the season, so we, we got to get Bijan his first touchdown. But he ran the ball very well, opened it up with that first play, amazing over fifty yard play. Something that we lacked the past couple of years was multiple fifty yard plays. So he he did very well on that. And like I said, he closed the game out with that awesome catch, you know, from Sam. Uh, it was a thirty four yard catch, you know, that pretty much sealed the game. So Bijan was a very very bright spot. Another bright spot, guys, was Jake Smith. Jake Smith had a 33-yard touchdown pass. I mean, just the catch was wonderful. Pass was amazing from Sam. He, you know, he runs it in 33 yards for a touchdown. Um, one thing, guys, where's Josh Moore? Uh, I know he was fighting injury here, you know, this week in the past week, but we really don't have a clear-cut number one receiver. Um, but we'll get into that later on, probably next week. I got some good stats for you guys with my NCN offense for the receivers and the running backs. But another good thing for the offense, guys, the offensive line. We didn't hear much about them, which is a good thing. When you don't hear much about the offensive line, that means that, hey, they did their job. There were very minimal penalties, um, not many sacks on Sam, not too many hurries. The line protected him pretty well. I was very pleased with that. One thing that I was surprised with, though, I was very surprised that there were only two targets uh, to tight ends this game. So it's like the tight ends kind of got phased out of this game. I think um, Jared Wiley had one target, uh, and Malcolm Metz had one target with a reception. Kay Brewer had no targets. So uh, it looks like the staff is liking Jared Wiley just a little bit more. I know Kay can probably block a little bit better, but Jared Wiley is more of a – pass catching tight end that this this staff and offense is severely going to need if we don't have a number one wide receiver who's going to you know position themselves to take the bulk and the workload of the uh the catches but in saying that guys only two targets only two targets to the tight ends 
which is kind of alarming because we were told that the tight end was going to be utilized pretty well within this offense. Um, you know, but in saying that, guys, Texas got the win. They got the win, even though the offense was lackluster. Now, we'll go to the defense side of the ball, but let's take a small break before we talk about the defensive side of the ball, guys. All right, guys, and we're back. And so we're going to talk about the defensive side of the ball. I got to make one small correction. For the offensive side of the ball, guys, the NCN offense was around 54. I said 60. Um, actually, 61 is for the NCN defensive side of the ball. And let's talk about that defense and what they did. Defense was spectacular. They limited West Virginia to only 46 yards rushing uh, on like 26 carries. You know, either 46 yards rushing on 26 carries or 43 yards rushing on 26 carries. However, they limited these guys to less than 50 yards for the entire game, which is amazing. So they sold out to stop the run to basically force the West Virginia quarterback to beat them with, with his arm. They didn't trust that he couldn't do it, and he didn't do it, you know, with them only scoring 14 points. What I loved about the defense was the control that the defensive line had on this game. <clears throat> Excuse me. Loved what Moro Ojimo did during this game. Um, had a really, really productive game. He was all over the field, sacks, tackles for losses. Um, it's just like he's coming to his own on the defensive line. When you first got, you know, here to actually play at Texas, you know, Texas was running that 3-4 defense underneath Todd Orlando. Um, but now with Chris Ash, what you're seeing with him is he's able to not be, um, you know, a nose tackle or an undersized defensive end in the 3-4. He's he's able to go across the whole line and and, and play D tackle or play, you know, um, D end in his in, in his defense. And he's he's been primarily the guy who's been playing defensive end opposite of Joseph Asai. And he is very stout. He's stopping the run and he's holding the edge and he's containing it, which is amazing. Another player that I love seeing in this game, uh, DeMarvion Overshawn, the perfect linebacker for the Big 12. Came in as a five-star uh, safety out of ARP, Texas. ARP, Texas produces some good players, guys. They really do down there in East Texas, Beast Texas, if you want to say. But this kid came in as a safety, bumped down to become a linebacker, and you see how he is utilizing that speed. He is going sideline to sideline. Lateral quickness is amazing. The play that stands out to me – there's a couple plays. There is a, a third down play where I think it was a third and one or a third and two. It's like he shoots the gap, um, goes down to the left side of his line, so the right side of the offensive line, uh, shoots the gap, and gets the gets the running back. I think it was Brown, and he got him for a loss of two or three yards. Forced, um, you know, West Virginia to I think kick a field goal at that time, which that which they definitely needed the touchdown. But that play that he did was 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 strictly amazing. Another play. Third down play in the red zone. Um, Overshawn blitzes on that third down, sacks the quarterback, uh, forces West Virginia again to kick a field goal. What he is doing on this team at that position is strictly amazing, and I think it's wonderful to see him at, at that position. Him and Jawan Mitchell are, are, are playing off each other very, very well, and I like what I'm seeing out of those two. It's going to be interesting. I think this is Jawan Mitchell's. Is this his last year? or No, actually, it's his junior year, so he has one more year. So those two can wreck some havoc for another year together. Joseph Asai is Joseph Asai, the best player on the defense side of the ball. He's been playing very well, very, very well. Um, one player that – I think uh, has been showing up pretty well to uh, B.J. Foster. He actually got beat on the play, but the throw was a little bit late, and he broke up that fourth down play in the end zone. That would have gave them the go-ahead touchdown. Um, he he broke it up. 
chased down the tight end, uh, put his hands up, was able to knock the ball away. Um, that was in the fourth quarter. I think Texas gets the ball back, and then they end up closing the game. So, man, that defense side of the ball has gotten light years better week by week by week. The first week against UTEP, it was UTEP. But the second week against Texas Tech, I was like, oh, God, Lee, Chris Ash, welcome to the Big 12. This is what you're going to see. Uh, that third week against TCU, um, yeah, yeah. We had a chance to win that game. The defense was trying to get their their footing. Fourth week against uh, Oklahoma, the defense played very well into the overtime. In overtime, uh, it was I think every team was just gassed out. It was just mano y mano, and 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 OU just bested us that game. You know, through the four um the four overtimes. You know, all those kids retired. Uh, fifth game, who to play our fifth game? Uh, Baylor defense really played well against Baylor. And then the sixth game, guys, um, who do we play? We just we just played. Uh, yeah, um, I can't think right now. We just we just played West Virginia, you know. So uh, these games have been very. Oh, Oklahoma State. The defense played really well against Oklahoma State. You know, that's when we went to Oklahoma State, won in that game. They played very well. They stopped Chuba Hubbard. They've been able to stop the running game here in these last few games amazingly well. They stopped it against Baylor. They stopped it against Oklahoma State. And now they stopped it against West Virginia. So we see what the blueprint of this defense is going to be. The blueprint of this defense is going to be stop the run, stop the run, stop the run. Make the quarterback beat you passing the ball. And Texas believes that they have the um, the expertise. They believe that, that they have the seniors and the upperclassmen in that backfield uh, with uh, uh, Jamison, with Stearns, B.J. Foster, Chris Brown. Thompson. They believe that those guys as a conglomerate unit can be a a, a unit that could be a force to work with. Uh, if not this season, but next season also. They got a lot of talented guys, a lot of four and five star guys that are able to perform. Uh Jalen Green is another one. Um, Anthony Cook. Um, you know, they got a bunch of talent back there. So um, Chris Adamara. So it is it is so welcoming to see. And they got a lot of guys stockpiled back there, like Tyler Owens, who I'm excited to see. Uh, you know, get some playing time next year, hopefully. So in saying that, guys, this defense did their thing. Like I said, they run a 60-61 point NCN offense. I'm, I'm sorry, defense. Uh, and West Virginia posted around a 40-point NCN defense, which is below the 45-point NCAA average. Um, so Texas defense did their thing. Uh, a bunch of turnovers. I think they had three turnovers on downs, meaning that they stopped the guys on fourth down. We counted as a turnover. It's basically just like a um, like an interception or or fumble recovery. You get the ball where that team stops at. They had two of those in the red zone for sure, which – I'm surprised about West Virginia. West Virginia just kicks those two field goals. We're having a whole other story now about West Virginia winning the game. Um, but in saying that, kudos to that defense. They did their thing. Very proud of those those guys on that side of the ball. Um, it's been a pleasure to even watch them and, and see them mature in front of us. And kudos to Tom Herman. Tom Herman is, is fighting for his job week by week. And his team's responding. They're now 5-2, and two, three more games to go. They will be Kansas guys. They'll be six and two after next week. And then we've got to start looking at the last two games with Iowa State and Kansas State. Two games that could potentially uh, uh, cost Tom Herman his, his, his gig here, or it could potentially um, save his job here. So I am excited to see these next uh, three games. Texas is off next week. They play Kansas the week after next. Next week, I got some good stats for you guys. I'm going to tell, talk to you guys about um, who's the number one receiver on this team who's number one running back on this team. I have it all broken down by my NCN offense numbers. 
So on that note, guys, man, do you, as you see on the hat, guys, do you. Don't be afraid to fail. Outgrow your environment. Understand your brilliance, man. We do this every week. Do you, do you, do you. Nino's Corner, I'm out. Peace.